This episode of the Happy Hour brought to you by Sugar and Slice Bakery. Contact Kristen at 863-326-8097. You can email her at sugarandslicebakery at gmail.com. They're also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash sugarandslicebakery. See all the wonderful photos of their custom cakes, cupcakes, cookies, cheesecakes, and pies. Order for your next party, family get-together, or company event. Also, if you tell them that the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you, they'll give you $5 off the total of your next order. So don't forget to tell them that the happy, happy hour, hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Hello, internets. My name is Johnny Womack, and I've got my co-captain. Deuce, what's going on, man? Hey, man. Of course, this is the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. We are twice-weekly podcast dropping, usually dropping... Episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays, but this episode is actually being dropped right after, the day after, WrestleMania 31. Every episode of the Happy Hour, Johnny and Deuce starts off with the patented Happy Deuce salute. Yes, sir. <sighs> Good times. Good times. Well, we are n- we're uh, known for having special guests on our podcast. And, well, we uh, are. We are. So everyone introduce yourselves. Brian. Jason. Jason. It's your good friend Sean from Gravel Maniacs on Facebook. There you go. Awesome, awesome. And of course, they guys might they may sound familiar because they've been on an episode before. The, they have uh, on the our Royal Royal Rumble, Rumble preview, preview episode. And also, don't forget that Jason, of course, is a part of our Happy Hour presents the XFL League. So he's in that and was on the podcast for that. So yes. it's good to have all of our good friends back. And that's a my thing about WrestleMania every year. It's a good time to have good friends together because for me personally, it's like. Christmas, New Year's, Fourth of July, and my birthday rolled into one day. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. Uh, and you even take the day off after this. Yeah, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> like it's my job. Well, it is like the Super Bowl of pro. Yeah, it's the Super yeah. Bowl pro wrestling. Yeah. And for me, it's it's my favorite day of the year. There you go. And I, wow. Um, first of all, I, this WrestleMania blew me away. I don't yeah. know about you guys. We'll get into that in a second. But this takes place in San Francisco, California. Yep. One thing that I noticed is that it was light during 90% of the matches, which yep. is kind of interesting. It kind of reminded me of the old Batch at the Beach shows uh, in WCW. Um, let's start off at the beginning. There was yep. uh, pre-shows that started uh, 5.30, 6 o'clock, something like that, I think. Uh, yeah, about f- – uh, no, it five started six. about 6 it started about because five. I started cooking about 5.30 and right. 6 o'clock's when it started. It started around 6 yep, o'clock. Yep, yep. Right, and they started out with the uh, – was it four-way Fatal tag? four-way uh, yeah. tag title match. Uh, was, uh, Cesaro and Kid defending yep. against uh, Los Matadores, The New Day, um, and The Usos. Yep. Yeah. So it was uh, that actually match actually was very exciting. I didn't think it was going to be very good. Um, and we all said that the Los Matadores, this is looked at best they've looked in a while. Yeah. They actually had a pretty good, uh, pretty good com- combination there. Uh, and of course, you know, I I was harping, you know, on Cesaro because I mean, I, everyone knows I we're love all Cesaro. Cesaro Marks, we're Cesaro Marks. Way. He's yeah. great. Who isn't? Get yeah, on, get uh, on board. Well, McMahon isn't apparently. Yeah, it's an old fool. Yeah, uh, uh, but uh, I, I like the combo with him and Kid. I think yeah. I think a pretty good pretty good tag match. Especially you throw Natalia in the mix. I mean, she was looking good tonight too. Dude, she so was. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, this is straight from the uh, Happy Hour to you, Natalia. You looked amazing this evening. Yes. Gorgeous as always. Yes. Yes. Very good match. Uh, and of course, uh, I guess we'll give. Tell who won. This yeah, is the we recap. can tell. Yeah, it's Monday. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm it's sure over. if you're yeah. listening to this, it's okay if we go spoiler heavy. Yep. 
And yeah. of course, um, with an amazing, we Sean and I were talking. We didn't see it happen live. We had to see it happen in the replay. Oh where, yeah, where they were jumping up, and or was it one of the Usos was jumping up, and Cesaro actually taps him on the leg as he's doing his frog splash, and then he comes in. We're like, is he the legal man? We didn't see it happen. Yeah. And they ended up winning, Kid and um, Cesaro. The great thing about the match, well, not really great. It was kind of tragic. Uh, but Usos were down a man. Right from oh, the, that's right, right. right after a couple minutes in the match started. So right. I don't know who was left. I don't know if it was Jimmy or it was Jay, but he held his own against the other six guys that were there. Yeah, it was good. And the bull and the two ladies. Yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, of course, as we mentioned, the Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royale, Battle yeah. Royal Memorial, whatever you call it. Uh, <laughs> this was the second annual. Second uh, of course, annual. Cesaro, my boy Cesaro, won last year, yeah. uh, which – Awesome Did win. nothing for him, even yeah. though it should have. I just, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, you'll hear me complain about Cesaro's um, position in WWE a lot in this episode. <laughs> uh, but anyways, it was uh, not as many. There was only 20 this year, right, as yeah. opposed to last year. There might have been more because they added everybody from the tag match that was yeah. Oh, that's true. Uh, what did you guys think of the, the Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royale? You guys thoughts on it, Jason? Actually, I thought it was great. Uh, I thought Big Show did really well for a man of his size and uh he's actually been getting a lot of uh, uh negative publicity i guess from all uh wrestling fans and uh, i thought he did very well well i mean he uh, there, there was some really cool moments i like to hit yeah. uh in there i, I love the um we thought ryback was gonna win like it was a moment where we were we like really oh did. ryback's got this you know and then all of a sudden you know he he gets flung over, and we're like, oh, yeah. who are they going to have win? And then, of course, then it's down to, like, Cesaro and uh, Big Show, and, like, there's a few other people, and we're like, oh, well, let's see what happens. And then, of course, Cesaro, he's about to do his little f- – his, his uh, f- uh, King of Swing. King of Swing. Uh, he do- he's about to do his uh, power slam or whatever, uh, scoop slam on the Big Show, and then, of course, uh, Cesaro goes out. Yep. Uh, and then it leaves probably one of the funniest things I've seen in a while. I, 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 I've been saying this since day one, the whole – uh, Ms. Dow thing is hilarious. Like, oh, and the course. crowd was eating it up. They're like, we, you know, we want Ms. Dow. They say that all the time. And uh, they were chanting Ms. Dow. Yep. Yeah. So he's he's really over and he's really funny. And then of course, uh, Ms. gets taken out, and this is it's just uh, Ms. Dow and um, the Big Show. Big Show. Yeah. And we didn't know what was going to happen. We're like, we well, didn't. We could go we one didn't. of two ways. You know. On top of that, WWE owes me four hamburgers because they got burnt because I was sitting there. On the edge of my seat for the whole thing because I was like, <laughs> oh, Ms. Dow's got to win this, right? Like, we were all like, Ms. Dow has totally got to win this because, you know, they're breaking up Ms. Ms. Dow. I figured he's going to win the trophy and get the right. push because usually you win the trophy, you get a little push because even Cesaro got, like, a little push afterwards. Right. But it didn't happen that way. Mm-mm. That's the one thing that we kind of just glanced over is that Ms. Turn- Ms. got turned on by Sandow. Yeah. So yeah. Sandow – you know, going to be hopefully a decent face for the company. I hope so. Um, I don't know how far it's going to take him, but he's got great set fan support behind him now. Yep. He's always had it because they thought it was great. I mean, the company's been crapping on him for years. Yeah. Um, so hopefully this would be a good uh, spot for him to actually yeah, rise up, maybe back to Intercontinental title status, U.S. Yeah. title. Yeah. Depends. Because he was just he was just the guy. All right, you're not doing anything. Tonight? Go wear a costume. Yeah. Remember, like they throw him in costumes. Yeah. And like, hey, you're, you're Santa Claus this week, you know, or you're the Easter Bunny yeah, or whatever. It just got weird. Yeah, yeah he, he was just silly. Yeah, it was really really silly. And of course, uh, uh, Big Show wins. Yeah. Um, and the crowd was mixed on it. Yeah. I guess they didn't. That's one thing. The point is like how energetic this crowd was. I thought they really were into it. Uh, they, even the early yeah, matches, the pre-show really matches, heavy. they were really into it. 
Uh, so, but yeah, so Big Show wins the Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royale, which leads us next to the ladder match uh, yep. for the Intercontinental title. Of course, uh, Boyd Barrett, Bad News Barrett, uh, was th- was the the Intercontinental Champion. Of course, he's defending match. it against um, Dean Ambrose, um, Daniel Bryan. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the screen right yeah, now. Yeah. There's like a or replay. Or <laughs> yeah, you had uh, Stardust, Stardust. Yeah. R-Truth. 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 Yeah. Yeah. To pull, pull the curtain back, we literally just finished watching WrestleMania. Yeah. Now we're watching the replay, and it is the – uh, intercontinental ladder match. Which Dolph Ziggler. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Watching right now with everybody. And speaking of that, Brian, going into that match, who did you think you were was going to win at the Intercontinental match? Going oh, no doubt, it? Ambrose. You, th- D- yeah. Dean Ambrose. And see, me and you were on the same page because we're both huge Dean Ambrose junkies. Like, we love yeah, my, us some Ambrose. My wife can back me up on this. Last weekend, I almost bought a Dean Ambrose shirt. Well, nice. brother, let me know next time you do a WWE order because when we go to – WWEshopzone.com and order our new shirts. I let me know because I'm definitely putting in a Dean Ambrose shirt because I love him. The guy's the greatest. Well, it's funny because we were all talking like I kind of thought Ambrose was going to win too, and then something yeah. happens. He gets like a power slammed or, or some sort of back body, drop back body yeah. dropped the onto the ladder, yeah. and we're like, oh, and all of a sudden you find out that he's his head's busted open, yeah. like, like legit, wide open, like bleeding, yeah. bleeding yeah. a stuck yeah. pig, and the like camera's cut like, away. Two different yeah. like trainers went out, and they yeah. had like. The, I love it. They've got the Gatorade, like, from football. The Gatorade white rags yeah. with the Gatorade <laughs> symbol on it, holding it. And then bitches are, like, as red as my Budweiser can is right now. Like, they're red as shit. And you're like, oh, that's not good. Somebody's not going to finish this bitch. Well, that's what we thought. Well, maybe he was like, they were like, oh, well, Ambrose is out. Maybe yeah. he didn't have someone else as an alternate. Well, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, well, he's going to lay down, rest for a little while, come back in. And then I saw how red the rags yeah. were. I'm like, yeah, no, he's not he's coming, not coming back, back. They got to call him uh, audible. I give I give uh, Wade Barrett uh, Bad News Barrett a lot of credit too because like he he really turned that match around as well at the end. He did. He was bull hammering everybody. Yeah, and it he was did awesome. Three bull hammers in a it row. Was great. Yeah. So he you know and of course the crowd loves Ziggler. They love Daniel Bryan. So finally when Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler were going up the ladder, the yeah. crowd was going nuts as yeah. they should and they were fighting back and forth. Uh, really good bout there. Um, and then of course Daniel Bryan ends up winning. Re- winning. Uh, which I like. I'm totally acceptable. You guys, what's your thoughts about him winning? Uh, I'm really, really glad with that, to be honest with you, just because of the fact I really felt like this WrestleMania, because now you don't have the two heavyweight title belts. They wanted to put legitimacy on these mid-title belts. Like, hey, these high-card people, these main event people now hold mid-card titles. So when you compete for a mid-card title, it's not a joke. Because for the past year, two years, those titles have been jokes. Straight up jokes. But now that Daniel Bryan holds the Intercontinental title, it's not a joke. It's more serious. Yeah, Yeah, it's significant. And now when you have these matches, it feels like the old WrestleManias when it was, uh, you know, uh, the, the Dragon Steamboat, you know, facing off for the title. And you had, you know, Macho Man facing off of the title. You had these high-end stars when they only had three belts. You know, uh, I, I still am firmly a believer that Chris Jericho is the best Intercontinental Champion He's ever. Nine times. Yeah, nine times. He was phenomenal. I That's why I was sad they didn't. They had a little cut promo after yeah. where they had everyone come up that won. Yeah. A lot of people that won the title. But they sad. didn't show him. I was yeah. sad to see it, Jericho not in there because that would have been awesome. He would have got a pop. Um, but, yeah, no, good match. I really liked it. Yeah. You yes. mentioned the, the end of the match. 
Oh, yeah. That spot on top of the ladder where oh, Daniel yeah. Bryan and Ziggler are trading head crazy and just bashing yeah. each other at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that was hilarious. Somebody got concussed. It was, yeah, somebody had to. I mean, it was ridiculous. But, I mean, yeah, it was a great match. But, you know, as we go on, I felt the whole show was fantastic. Yeah, it was yeah. actually really solid from, from and I was worried. top to bottom. Yeah, we were all worried, honestly. Yeah. I, I believe. Well, we all we all believed before this, you know, that WWE really had to, you know, push all the stops, you know, uh, for this uh, WrestleMania because yeah. you know shareholders are watching this, yeah. you know, and everything like that. So it's like, and on top of that, just kind of uh, uh, rewind the clock a little bit. On paper, this WrestleMania looked like hot garbage, hot garbage. But after we're all sitting here, we just got done watching it. I think, as we like to say on the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, they turn chicken shit into chicken salad. I mean, they really did. They took a whole lot of hot mess and turned it into something that was like, wow, wow. Well, no one phoned it in, really. You know, that no. was the thing. Was like everyone was having a great time. They, the crowd was, the crowd made that those matches even better because they, they were starting chants. They were, they were just loving it. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, the crowd was definitely a very important factor in it this was. WrestleMania because it made you, as someone watching it, even more entertained. You're like, wow, yeah. this is great. Everyone's into this. You know. And you've heard all kinds of chants during this WrestleMania as well, which everything, is hilarious. Everything. Um. X one is. And of course, the the next match was. A match that I wasn't super keen on. Yeah, uh, I love Rollins. I'm, I've not been a fan of Randy Orton for some, quite some time. Uh, he's, you know, pretty much just been like the, you know, pretty very predictable. You know, see this is this is why I love our podcast because we're the yin to the yang. He doesn't like Randy Orton. I love Randy Orton. I used to love Randy Orton. I still love Randy, Randy Orton. Orton. Used to be really good. Well, the thing is, I love Randy Orton because he is kind of the, and I, I'm going to stretch it a lot. He tries tries to be the Stone Cold of this era. He tries to be the tweener. He tries to be the guy that's kind of the new Stone Cold, even though he can't pull it off. But he, when you get him in the ring, he's a machine. Now, don't get me wrong. You're going to see the same moves you've probably seen 100 times, but he can go in the ring, and yeah, he no, makes anybody look like Yeah, he's superstar. athletic and, you know, and all that. I just My point t- being is that when he was gone for six months, no one, yeah. I didn't – Nobody gave a shit. I didn't even re- – I realize who's like who's that guy RKO out of but I do give Rollins Rollins made Randy Orton look really good too oh my goodness Rollins is so energetic talk about the end of the match oh my goodness that's what we need to talk about spot of the year yeah that was the spot of the year. That was amazing. Uh, essentially, you know, the curb stomp, which yep. is uh, Seth Rollins' uh, finishing maneuver, yep. which you essentially go up and you run the guys down on all fours, and you run and take your leg and stomp their face into the mat. That's what the curb stomp is. So he came up to run, and then who was it that Randy Orton flipped him up? Or Randy Orton flipped him up in the air. Like he was airborne ridiculously high. And ten, then he, I would say about 10 feet up. Easily. Yeah. And then he RKO'd him, and nobody saw that coming. Yeah, it looked like a move from WWE 2K15. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it looked out of something out of a video game. Yeah. Like, it didn't even look real. But as much as we would like to give Randy Orton all the credit on that, that was yeah. most of Oh, Seth yeah. Rollins. Seth Rollins is super athletic. Well, athletic. he sold the shit out of it. He sure did, yeah. and he had to come down. Down at the exact right angle for Randy Orton to grab. Yep. You know, um, I, I and I'll joke and joking. I I I found the videos, the memes online, really really funny. Yeah. And the RKO out of nowhere. Those were hilarious. Uh, 
But no, it was a good match. I mean, the, the crowd was into it at the end. I, I, I do think that was the weakest crowd that we had in the whole um, WrestleMania. The crowd wasn't yeah. as into that until the ending. That was the, I'm going to get another beer. Right. I'm taking a leak. I want to see what's at the merch table. Right. Like, I think that was the weakest match of the whole night. Because you even saw the, the crowd get a little thinner. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was so everybody went to get a snack. They went to get a hot dog and a beer. And, uh, you know. and they probably were exhausted because they were going crazy in the ladder match, which was previous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were well, going nuts. They had to take a breather. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if you're – let's look at it from a booker's point of view. When you're the booker, you've got to put, book your highs. Not booker you got to book your lows. Not booker, no, not booker T. Not the five-time, five-time, five-time. <laughs> Shucky ducky. Shucky ducky <laughs> quack quack. Not booker <laughs> T, even though we love you, booker T. No, as a booker, you've got to book it just like it's a – uh, three ring circus of oh, Ringlings and Barnum Bailey Circus. You've got to have your highs and your lows, and you've got to have a point for people to chill out. Because if you go high, 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 by the time you really need them to get high at the end, they're like, oh, "I'm exhausted. Like, uh, I'm done." So you got to have the dips. You got to have the highs and lows. Yeah. And then of course the the next match uh, was Sting versus Triple H. Oh my goodness, that was oh. A, as Woo. a uh, let me just say, let me preface my comments and say I think that was the most complete match like it wasn't even the match itself it was all the told theatrics the that were with it too it yeah. told a story all the theatrics that surrounded it well, which we're gonna break, break it down, down. yeah, yeah. so of down. course the uh, you know sting we, we do realize there's a generation gap for some people that did not yeah. watch sting growing up you know and as you guys pointed out earlier uh before we started recording and you know he was in tna for a hot minute he was yeah. there for a while and so he's he's been a decent ring shape for a while, yeah. you know. Um, but of course, his big fame was WCW, and he he was like, "I'm WCW inside and out." That was my that's it. It was very board, hardcore. Yeah. He was very hardcore yeah. into that you to know, the he, end. Yeah, the last match of uh, WCW Nitro was him versus Ric Flair for the title. Exactly. So you know, this guy Made lived, breathed, died by WCW, yeah. and then went to TNA. Yeah, and he went to TNA. Which, uh, wh- what do you guys think about him in TNA? What was his legacy like? I didn't watch a lot of TNA. What, Brian? Go ahead, Brian. It was great. It was good? Yeah, I mean, they really let his character grow. Kind of grow, yeah. And uh, even the, the Joker-type thing was really entertaining. And yeah. Um, But, yeah, as far as holding matches, I mean, he really worked with a lot of the younger talent. And I believe that he, because Impact is where it is today, is because of Sting. Yeah, it wouldn't be there. Which, by the way, mentioning the Joker sting, because you weren't there for that. What was it, like about six months, a year after Dark Knight came out with Heath Ledger? Yeah, about that, yeah. 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 He yeah. started doing this Joker sting where he still had the sting mask, but he did the the, the face, the smile, like oh, yeah. Joker on his mask. And he was just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was straight yeah. up crazy banana. It, it was a great look, but yeah. the quote Deuce over here, it was a hot mess. Yeah, it was. It, was <laughs> a hot it mess. looked insane. Yeah, like the, the makeup looked insane, but I will say this. Every time he got in that ring, he gave 110%. Mm. He never gave up for that company. He is in TNA's Hall of Fame. He was the first yeah. ever inductee into TNA's Hall of Fame. There's yeah. only three inductions in yeah. the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so I mean, he did a, a lot for that company, and I don't think that that company... Uh, you know, doesn't understand how much he gave for them. And he worked his ass off for them. And, hell, his matches with Mick Foley, like the the, the cage match he had. Yeah. In, in the, the book, Mick Foley did the uh, Countdown to Lockdown, which is a great book. Still uh, that one. Yeah. That's a, a great book, and they had a great match. And, yeah, he, he's been ring-ready for a while. Yeah. So, we talk about Sting's legacy, but let's talk about Triple H for a minute. Yeah. Because Triple H – 
Like the guy has done it all. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, the guy has won almost every title you can think yeah. of. Um, and, and did he? I don't think he ever won a hardcore title. Did he? Didn't win oh hardcore. No. Didn't win U.S. Right, but he's won European, Intercontinental. Yeah, yeah. yeah all, all the major, major titles. Tag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he held the European title for a hot minute too. I remember. Yeah. Um, uh, they even showed it in the preview video yeah. before they started the match. Yeah. When he was known as Hunter Hearst Jones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, Hunter Hearst. That was a funny to think about where he started to where he is now. Yeah. You know, because a lot of it was I used to watch a lot of the WWE in your house. Those oh, he was he was yeah. a main staple in those pay per views. Absolutely. I I loved him in those, uh, and he had that lumber. What was that one guy? The uh, lumberjack guy. Who's that? Um, I'm trying to remember. There was a guy, the garbage. What I'm getting oh, the brain dumped, fart. Uh, yeah, Duke the dumpster. Dump yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't get the name out. One of my all-time out. favorite jobbers yeah. in WWE. Yeah, yeah. Like His he name would was job. What now? Duke the dumpster Drosy. Yeah, I couldn't Holy get the name balls. out. Thank you for uh, filling me. Oh my nice God. little tech. him back in the day. Yeah, but he. But I remember Triple H just beating the tar out of him for. I mean, just all the time. Um, but for me, it's like uh, Triple H. You know, he's the whole. I think once he had uh, Stephanie in his in his life, I think that really like even catapulted him to the you know to the next level. Because let's give Stephanie a lot of credit. I mean, she we didn't know how she was going to be because remember Stephanie had the whole test thing. She had everything, and of course Shane O'Mac. We'll talk about him yeah. a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean Triple H. I mean he's done it all. I mean he's yeah. he's synonymous with this company. Like he said in his promo, he's sweat and bled, you know, um, and his blood, sweat, and tears into this company. And I think yeah. it shows. And of course, officially, uh, he is the COO of uh, WWE. Yep. So him and Stephanie have a lot of pull in what they're doing. So uh, it's, you give a lot of credit to him as well for that. But the actual match itself, I thought was pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, I mean it was it wasn't a huge match. I mean it, the match itself, I think the theatrics around it made me. More entertained. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was basic. It was just your basic match, to be honest. But yeah. it's what happened outside of the match, what really gave that match its over-the-top feel. Right. Yeah. Well, before that, I I, I I do point out because of the nice high-def television and HD of WWE Network, which is nine ninety nine. The Triple H had a really bad bump when he flipped over and Sting had flipped him over. And, like, through the whole rest of his match, he had this long, like, purple, like, just streak down his leg. He was in pain. And to be able to fight through that was, I give him a lot of credit for that. But we had some surprise entries. People came in and, uh... Surprise entries. That's yep. like... Uh, you, that, uh, that That's an understatement of the century. We had... You heard the DX music hit. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then you see X-Pac. Yep. You see Billy Gunn, who's in the more... Better shape than anybody in that entire whole circus that was there. <laughs> and then yeah. on top of that, you had uh, X-Pac, Billy Gunn. You had the road dog, Jesse James, yep. run down. And you're like, holy shit, you've got all of DX. And they start battling out, battling out, battling out. And then you hear the old uh, NW music. You hear the... This is your theme into Im- imitations are spot on. They're perfect, dude. <laughs> They're perfect until we get our ball suit off. <laughs> uh, yeah. As long as you change it by 25%. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then you saw, which thank God Dad got here for that. Yeah. You saw Hulk Hogan. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Hollywood Let's Hulk that Hogan. Back. That was yeah, Hollywood yeah, Hogan, yeah. which Hollywood I thought was Hulk awesome. When's, when's the last time we've seen Hollywood Hulk Hogan? It's been a That's while. It's been a hot minute. It's been a while, been, right? He's Toronto. been red and yellow. Since he's come back, he's always yeah, been red and yellow. He's also been red and yellow as Hollywood, though, too. It was just when uh, he was yeah. running after sure. his, when he turned. Yeah, that's a good point. After that match. Yeah. 
But look, it, homeboy needs a paycheck, so he's going to yeah, yeah. put on whatever Speaking, colors they need. How do you think he bought the, the beach shop? Yeah, exactly. Speaking of Hogan, he took a nasty, well, took I wouldn't say bump. nasty, but he took a bump. Yeah, we X-Pac. were all From like. X-Pac of all people. I know. <laughs> I'm like, look, I will take a bump, but I ain't taking it for fucking X-Pac. I'm taking it from Triple H. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking it from somebody big money. That yeah. yeah. Like, did you see what happened when he hit the ground? He looked up. He's like. Bitch, you hit me? <laughs> I'm going to club you once we get back out of this. Like, yeah. seriously. Uh, even Scott Hall, I was surprised, took a bump. I was like, whoa. Yeah. All right. Scott yeah. Hall came back and, like I said, a, a Kevin WO. Nash. Yeah. And on top of that, we had Kevin Nash, Big Daddy Diesel, who is just too sweet. And he looked really ripped because he's doing yeah, he that, that double XL movie. Tarzan. That is Magic Mike double XL. Yep. If you've never seen Magic Mike, you need to watch it. And on top of that, when you watch it, just watch Kevin Nash with his fucking knee brace on the whole entire time. Because every time he does a dance scene, he's got his knee brace on. Got to protect them quads, son. Well, that's what he said. He told the uh, the director of the movie, he's like, look, I will do this movie. I will do all your dance moves, but I got to do it with my knee brace on because I can't blow my knee out. So every time he does these sexy dance scenes and you got Chatham Tanning you with know, his fucking dude, I haven't ripped seen dad. this movie yet. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch it and see if it's true. Dude, you've got to see it, man, because you see like – Middle, because uh, think about it, they do the flying V straight up from Mighty Ducks, and uh, <laughs> you've got uh, Channing Tatum out front, straight up crazy ripped abs, sexy as hell, and in the back you've got Kevin Nash with his fucking knee brace on, doing like fucking herky jerky, all the dance moves because he's got to do it in his knee brace. What kind of sick twisted movie is this? <laughs> it is the greatest movie that was ever Am put my wife on celluloid. Be weird if I watch it by myself. I would watch it with your wife because I'll right. tell you what, hey, once yeah. you watch it with your wife, it's going to be a good time at your household. Let me tell you. <laughs> the Sean household is well, going to be a happy place. More good times. Yeah. Yeah. And good by times. the way, as a side note, I think Kevin Nash pulled a quad whenever he took that bump earlier. Let's not mention, leave the guy alone. Okay? <laughs> yeah, he didn't have his knee brace on. Give him a break. And of course, I th- one of the, another highlight I thought was when Sting broke. Um, uh, Triple H's um, hammer, sledgehammer, sledgehammer in, in half, half with a baseball bat. Baseball I was like, history. good lord, is that a baseball bat or is that a katana? Because yeah. he just went, could psh, it is split in half. drum corps yeah. like no. before his entrance. So. What, you guys thought before the match that Sting was going to win, right? We all thought Sting was going to win? Yeah, hands down. So that did not happen. No. Triple H ended up winning. Yes. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Could set up for something down the road, probably. Um, this isn't the last we see Sting, right? No, I don't also, think so. I don't think it's the last no we see of this whole NWO versus DX thing. Either. That would be awesome. Yeah. Or WCW versus WWE thing I again, and they do it right, maybe. Um, but you know, we have to wait and see what happens. That's how we could see Hogan actually back in the ring a yeah. little bit. Yeah. I could definitely see maybe like Triple H versus Sting with like NWO and DX in both their corners. Which would be good because that, if think about it this Enforcers. way, you do yeah. a four-person match, four for NWO, four for DX, and then you can have Hogan have one more match, and you do it at SummerSlam in New Jersey. Think about it. Hogan doesn't have to take any big bumps. You've got Kevin Nash. You've got Scott Hall. What more? Did you want to make it more like a lumberjack match where they're all outside the ring? No, no, no. four on like four a tag match. Yeah, yeah a tag do match. a tag match. With well, we're forgetting four on somebody. Team. We can't forget Shawn Michaels. Yes. Oh yeah, did. that's right. Shawn Michaels kick. did come in with a super kick. Special actually, three. They, yeah. and this this was <laughs> the funny thing. The funny thing I said all along. He had his Remington hat on. He had his you know camouflage cowboy boots on. He's got a new rifle that's called the Showstopper. I thought he was going to come in with the rifle and just. 
butt somebody with the end of the <laughs> Bam. And by the way, see my new showstopper rival. Product placement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, dude, Shawn Michaels has become the king of product placement. Like, I yep. thought he was a product placement whore before, but now he's gone over the top. And God bless him. I love Shawn Michaels. We hope we can have him maybe one day on our show to promote all of your rifles in Remington and fishing <laughs> supplies and redneck supplies. We're freaking next from Polk County. We love us some redneck supplies. And love to have him come on the show, but I thought he was going to hit somebody with the butt of a gun because I think that would have been hilarious. <laughs> so it Sting ends up losing to Triple H, and I do I do agree with you guys. I think it does set up something in the future. So, um, but uh, the nice thing is I I thought both of them looked really good in the ring. So they did. That was that was very promising. And also to give credit where credits due, Triple H's entrance with the Terminator thing. I oh, thought yeah. that was going to be a joke. But I thought it turned out being pretty cool. It what had its moments. It had its moments. You know, I mean, his getup was a little off Perky jerky. But, but I'll tell you oh, what. That was, he, that was cool. When he was holding the skulls, like he had three Terminator head skulls in each hand. He was holding them up. I was like, that's cool as shit until he threw them underneath one of the Terminators. I know. They were going to be pissed like, off. We're like, it oh, my God. Yeah. He threw it down the hole. Oh, the yeah. mask. And yeah. they are going to be so pissed because if that thing comes down, it's going to crush and break yeah. something. That's why they sent El Torito down after. Yeah. The smallest <laughs> person on the roster. Perfect person to Somebody had to climb down there and get it. It's like, we need that for the Hall of Fame. And, of course, the next match is AJ Lee and Paige versus the Bella Twins, yeah. which uh, I thought was a solid match. I did, um, too. And I, I think – I've been a Paige fan since day one. I, I think she's legit. She can legit wrestle. Yeah. And McMahon's always been wavering with her, like not sure where they want to put her. Um, and, of course, you know, her her mic skills aren't the best, but I do think people like the the edge. She's kind of yeah. like the new iteration of Alita in a way. She's very, very, much. very dark, very, you know, hardcore or whatever, yeah. um, and people really respond to it. And she's yeah. a really good wrestler. She's had some phenomenal matches in NXT um, and mm. – and of course, AJ Lee. You know they've they've been button heads for a while too. They had a feud. You oh know? yeah. Because that was what a year ago, right? Yeah. When, yeah. yeah. When uh, and that was shocking because she was at the time she was the NXT Women's Champion and yep. she was the uh, WWE Divas Champion. So yep. that was that was kind of great. Yeah, uh, that happened all after the day after WrestleMania. That's that was the big shot. That was the craziest tonight. thing ever. She came the out. And she's like, yep. oh, I'm going to give you a shot, and she won the title, and everybody's like, like no. holy shit balls. Hey, wait, yeah. You know. Man, it was, that was a cool moment back then. I mean, tonight, I mean, the match was short, but they did a lot. They, they did. did yep. I thought all four of the women did well. AJ was out of the ring for she a while. She didn't really event. interact much in this no. match. Yeah. Um, but I I do agree. We had, we had, uh, we had some other people sitting here with us uh, while we were watching it. My and, dad uh, being one yeah. who's hilarious. He is hilarious. Um I gotta get him. We gotta get him on a podcast one day. Yeah, Papa Deuce. Papa, Papa Deuce. Deuce. Yeah, yeah. Papa Deuce has got to do it. Listen to the crap out of that one yeah. over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Because he has a, he has the original Deuceisms. So. Yeah, he has the original <laughs> Deuceisms. I don't know how PG he's gonna be. But, uh, <laughs> we might have to put a censor before the episode. But golly gee, I'll tell you what. You have not lived until you've watched a WrestleMania with Papa Deuce. Uh, yeah, so some of the people sitting around with us, uh, yeah. they had mentioned that, you know, the Bellas aren't the best actresses in the world, and I agree. Like, the yeah. way they were kind of back and forth, I was like, eh, just shut up and wrestle. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was good. Um, I I still don't know what the WWE is going to do with the Bellas. I, I feel yeah. like they're kind of wavering a little bit. I don't I don't really see a lot of, uh, I don't know. Because there was rumors that they were not with, because according to Total, Total Divas, Divas, if you take out the Grand Assault. the most scripted yeah. reality show yeah. ever. They didn't resign, so... And we know that uh, Brie wants to have kids, so she kind of wants to check out at any given moment. So, 
but I, I I gotta give credit where credit's due. They did a good job tonight wrestling wise. Like yeah, in the ring, yeah. I think that was the best in ring work we've ever seen from them. Yeah, they did it great. It was really good. Um, and then of course AJ gets the tarantula. Is that the name of the movie? Black Widow. Black Widow. Yeah. The tarantula is what Paige does, right? Yeah, I think Paige has the tarantula right. submission, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so Paige, or uh, AJ, gets the Black Widow submission. Which, um, I gotta say, I was very, very surprised by that, because with CM Punk signing with UFC, on top of that, he did Colt Cabana's podcast, which all of us listen to, and if you haven't listened to, please go listen to it. It's a great podcast. It gives you a lot of insight on what's been going on, which surprised me. Uh, hands down, I was like, oh my goodness, because he spilled all the secrets. I figured she would still kind of be in the WWE doghouse, so I didn't think they were going to let her win. But to let her win, that shows that WWE is still behind her. And not only that, I think that they've separated the two of them. Like, hey, you're here with us. You're going to work your butt off. We know your husband's gone, but they kind of – does that make any sense? Yeah. Like, they've split no, it yeah. up and they understand. They're keeping their feud or whatever, their harsh feelings from to him off her. Yeah. Because you know, they realize that she's a separate person just because they're married. Yeah. Well, big deal. You know? Right, yeah. right. I it, agree. They're, with they're, they're individual people. Yeah. yeah. It's what's best for business. Yeah, yep, yeah. yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, speaking of business, uh, we're going to take a small break. Yep. And when we get back, we'll be talking about the Rusev versus John Cena. Yes, sir. The Rusev John Cena match was built up, you know, quite a while. Quite a while, yeah. Built up actually pretty well. I thought they did great. I mean, especially now. I think what was it? Someone mentioned that now he talks, which I like. I think it makes him more threatening. Yeah, that was me. Uh, yeah. So uh, Jason said, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that he talks now. It's more threatening. Uh, gives it a little bit more of that appeal, uh, especially as a heel. Um, but it's funny. Everyone is, especially the last three Raws, people were, were uh, on Rusev's side. They yeah. they were chanting his name and all that. And, of course, we want Lana during that one at Raw. That was hilarious. On top of that, when John Cena came out, they chanted, Cena sucked. Yep. Oh, the during his music. he came yep. out, yeah. What did you guys think of the match itself? I thought Lana looked pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they, did, they did chant a lot for her, too, in yeah, the match. Yeah. yeah. But who wouldn't? I mean, come on. Yeah. She's gorgeous. Yeah. I just I just think Rusev is more exciting to I, I I'm gonna get hate mail for this. I it's think okay. Ru, I think Rusev is more exciting to watch than John Cena. I, you American best. I think, yeah. <laughs> I just Rusev is his movements are, are unpredictable. It's not the same stuff every time. He's a strong. He's a brawler. You know. Yeah. Uh, other than the springboard from John Cena, that was the only thing I saw that he didn't. Yeah, it know. seems so out of character for him. It does. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like a stunner or whatever he tried to. But pull I do off. agree with Jason. Jason said, you know, once once John Cena, <laughs> once John Cena does leave for good, we are going to feel that loss. No, you know? for sure. Um, I, I don't. He sells that merch. Uh, you know, he is the the icon, the chosen one, so yeah. to speak. Uh, Vince McMahon loves him, yeah. and uh, you know, I don't know if John Cena does leave, who would take, who would fill in his shoes? Like, who's I don't the next know person? If anybody can. And the thing is, and I said it during the match, he's one of the few people that. Started from the bottom, literally from the bottom, worked his way up, got the U.S. title, got the tag team title, got the, like, he started from the very, very bottom. And that's the the problem WWE has right now. They keep wanting to hotshot these people to the heavyweight title, and they don't let them stop for the middle ground, 
which that was the one thing I was glad about, about the people who won the U.S. title and the people who won the Intercontinental title. They're giving those belts prestige, and because they gave them prestige, I think when you fight for those titles now, it's going to mean more. So when you win them, it will mean more, which will build you up. So when you finally go for the world heavyweight title, it will mean something. Well, the match the match was about 15 minutes long uh, almost, and it was – you know, a solid match overall. I mean, I like some of the antics with Lana. You know, she took oh, her yeah. shoes off. Throwing the that. shoes. So that, that's what makes it interesting to Hell, watch. Hell, Rusev coming in a fucking tank. That was oh. amazing. Oh, my God. Let's yeah. not. about his yeah. entrance was crazy. Yeah, yeah. like Russian they came in with all the Russian yeah. soldiers yeah, with the flag. Lana comes in, and we're like, where the fuck is Rusev? It totally and gave he comes it that in an M1A1 tank. Like, it did. Yeah. It that did. was oh my god. And, of course, this preface I forgot to mention. This is a United States championship on the line. And. Pretty much in the end, we we I wouldn't. Exp- Sean and I were talking about this before we started uh, doing the podcast. I don't see why Cena was going to win. Why, what was the it need? Because they built Rusev yeah. up. Like then now that Cena won, then I guess Rusev's going to go back after Cena. I don't right. know. I don't. The only thing I could say when he won, and I said this when he won, is it gives that belt prestige. No, I agree with that. You've got to fight John Cena, who is the face of the company for that title. That gives that title a lot of prestige because the U.S. title for a hot minute was a joke, like just a big fat joke. It's going on like three years joke. Yeah, I mean, was, I mean, but like going back to what you were saying about Daniel Bryan and kind of title, you take a main event guy and you give you him give the him title, the mid card title, right? Automatically elevates it back up to exactly. high mid card, almost exactly. main event status. Yeah. Right, and that's the thing with you know Daniel Bryan winning the Intercontinental Championship. So I'm very happy with that aspect of it, but I guess we'll see what happens with Rusev. Um, when it comes to Raw. And most importantly, I think we should uh, say that this is actually Rusev's first loss on the main event. Right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, first he's pin. 61 and 1, I think. Yeah, I think so the WWE first actual should, pin. Uh, focus yeah. on that with uh, their storyline, too. Yeah, for sure. And, of course, uh, we had an awesome – what well, wasn't a, uh, really a surprise because the camera had uh, shown The Rock's mom yeah. uh, earlier. Which, segment. I will say this. I, I mean, I thought The Rock would be in – in the building because he was at SNL last night, which, right. by the way, if you guys have not watched The Rock on SNL, you need to. That is the best SNL they probably had in a year. It was great. Um, and he, they showed his mom. And I actually, when they first showed his mom, I thought she was there for uh, Roman Reigns because, you know, they're all related. So I right. thought, well, oh. Pretty much the whole clan was there for the, the, the Exactly, the, the, night the night before. And Rock right. wasn't there, so I kind of thought, oh, well, they're all there for that. And then you hear, you know, uh, Triple H, Stephanie are out in the ring talking all their BS, if you will. And then you hear Rock's music, and you're like, oh, shit, it's about and, to go down. And Rock does what he does best. He comes in, the, he still has the best mic ring skills. No. Uh, in Nobody the can get in the ring and talk the smack on that mic like Rock. And, and he improvises a lot of his lines, let's be honest. Absolutely. They were hilarious. Like, he's just thinking there. He's, he's probably he's one of the fantastic. greatest actors there is yeah. right now. And the funny thing is, is like, I loved his quarrel, his debate with Stephanie McMahon. Oh, my God. And now, Stephanie McMahon, you got to give her a lot of credit. Like she's really taken her dad's footsteps yeah. and really become oh, yeah. a heel boss, like that you want to hate. And and her little smirks and just like, yeah, yeah facial expression. You know, it was hilarious. And she it really, is probably the top female heel in the company. Oh, easily by sure. far. And she knows what she's doing. She's been around it her entire life. She'll yeah. tell you yep. straight up. And she did a hell of a match against Brie a, few, uh, a little while back. When she oh yeah, actually that was SummerSlam. Yep. SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, that was a good match. She actually did really good, and she's in good shape. So like. I think it's, you know, it really catapulted that whole thing. And then, of course, The Rock comes out, 
And all of a sudden, this is before he even got to Miss Rousey. The crowd yeah. was saying Ronda Rousey. Because we had seen her earlier right. tonight. And on top of that, she was wearing a Dragon Ball Z t-shirt, which yeah. I thought was awesome. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, he stands there and he sees her. And then he invites her into the ring. And well, no, no, no. Let's rewind a little bit. Before that, uh, Stephanie got in his face, was talking all this shit. And you're like, okay, you know Rock's not going to hit her. Like, no. that's not going to happen. She smacked, she smacked him. Okay. She smacked him and in the face over. hard, hard. She smacked him like a bitch. And he was like, all right, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take a second. And he got out of the ring. And I was like, oh, what's going to go on? What's going to go on? And he goes out and he gets Ronda Rousey. And the crowd explodes. And she, he brings Ronda Rousey, the UFC women's champion, into the ring. The clouds open, the skies unite. It was the greatest thing ever. And then what happens after that, Johnny? Well, before that, uh, once they get into the ring, she's talking about how, you know, she's a man and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, the crowd starts chanting Shane O'Mac, which yeah. I thought was hilarious. How that many was, of us just exploded oh, when that happened? Because we she about talked him, about everything. She's like, oh, this company was built on my dad and my grandfather and my great-great-grandfather. And then they go, Shane O'Mac, Shane O'Mac. And before all this, we'd been playing – uh, WWF No Mercy or Nintendo 64 and WrestleMania 2064. And we had talked about, even before all this started, like how much we loved Shane O'Mac's matches, oh, yeah. how great they were. And to hear that Shane O'Mac chant just – it yeah. really made my heart. Right. Yeah. It blew my mind, yeah. to be honest. I'm like, uh, wow. People still remember him. That's good. You know, uh, But obviously there's fisticuffs happen. Um, Ronda Rousey and yeah, fisticuffs, and we thought she was going to do the arm bar, which oh, I wanted that arm bar. I kept chanting the arm bar. I was jumping up and down for the arm bar. So, what do you guys think the sets up? Do you guys think the sets? Everyone, everyone around us was kind of talking. You think it might be a mixed tag match? I think next year, and this is my opinion, because they're going to be in uh, the Dallas Cowboy Stadium in Texas, which is the largest stadium. Yeah, it could fit over a hundred thousand people. Yeah, easily. In my opinion, I think every single person they have that can wrestle that's a legend or ever wrestle will be there. Shawn Michaels, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Undertaker. Everybody's yeah, going to be gonna there. You're going to see a lot, especially Michaels' backyard, Austin, his backyard. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Undertaker's, that's Taker. his backyard. Yeah. You're yeah. going to see every – in my opinion, they're going to bring every superstar that can still go and can get medically cleared, I think, right. is going to be there. I think they're going to – uh, a fight just because of the mere fact they want to pack that stadium out. They want to get the largest indoor record for held ever. They won't have a problem simply no. just on international ticket sales alone. Easily. Yeah. Because yep. that crowd is usually 50 50. Yeah. But on top of that, now I think we're going to have a mixed tag match Rock, Ronda Rousey versus Triple H Stephanie. I'd be okay with that. Dude, it, that match would be amazing. Th- literally, that match will bring the crossover. The UFC people that don't watch WWE and the WWE people in. So, you'll get a little bit of everybody. And I think because Dana White and uh, Vince McMahon are such good friends, I think they know that there's that crossover appeal. And they're like, promotion. look, yep. we will make sure that Ronda Rousey does not get hurt. She right. can wrestle a match. She will not get hurt. And, you know, vice versa, that why wouldn't you? If uh, if I'm Dana White, I'd be like, yes, you pay me X amount of money so you can have her. You pay her X amount of money. We all win. There's not a loser in this. And, oh, my goodness, a mixed tag match between the four of them. There's one other way yeah. to go down is that 
it's Rock versus Triple H and yep. you know Steffi's and they both have like corner, like a, yeah. Ron Rouse. Ron, Ron Ron yeah, I can see that. Well, then they like don't even have to really wrestle. She no, just, she just goes have, she and can does interact that. for five yeah, seconds yeah, and yeah, still yeah. have a you know. But the throw way an arm they set that up though is it's almost like you have to have. Yeah, when she put her hands on Stephanie, you kind of know where she's going. Right. So of course the next match is an anticipated match because we hadn't seen Undertaker um, in over a year. No. Uh, we didn't even see him at the Raw before um, WrestleMania. No, which I I really I thought surprised. I was gonna put money on like we'd well, see him at least come out and say, "Hey everybody, what's up?" Well, we but heard him, didn't. didn't we? We heard we his voice. I heard thought. his voice. We heard his voice. But that was Saying, a pre-recorded. I ain't dead yet, boy. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. So I mean, I, thought I really that was thought we'd see a cool him. little moment though. Yeah, it was. Strikes it was the cool, chair. Yeah, and you hear his voice. That was pretty but awesome. I think that was a week before the go home Raw. Yeah, that wasn't the one before it. Yeah. Uh, I thought the one before it, we'd see him. We didn't, but I, I think it turned out okay because when you saw him come out, he was a lot better shape than I thought. And then when he took the big hat off and he actually saw he had hair instead of having a shaved head, I was like, I think he's going to go. Like, well, I think also you guys made a great point earlier um, when we were watching it was I think Undertaker, Undertaker can only work with certain people now because of his age. Like I think with with Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt did a good enough job that he didn't make Undertaker go crazy with, you know, because there's a lot of cardio, and that's the cardio is the number one thing, right? Yeah. Being out of breath, passing out like it did last year. Yeah. Go, so they both had times where they were sitting and you know, quote unquote, you know, rest uh, holds. Ru- yeah. yeah, exactly. So like, so it was moments where it was like, all right, well, I, I thought Bray Wyatt did a really good job of facilitating that match as well. I, th- I mean, you know, I thought he. You know, he he bec- he was the heel of that match. Obviously, you know the crowd was for Undertaker, and we weren't sure. I would have been happy with either winning, to be honest. Uh, but I do, th- I, I am happy that Undertaker did end up getting the victory at the end because it was like his moment back at WrestleMania. It probably felt yeah. really good because there was a lot of backlash from last year's, yeah. uh, you know, Taker Brock match, and uh, someone had joked, you know, one and zero, you know, starting the streak <laughs> over again. Uh, I don't think this is the last we'll see Undertaker. Um, I think it, you know he looked really good. I, mean, I thought he looked better in shape than he did last year. I thought his cardio looked really good. Well, we had joked around during the match, and I think I agree with it that maybe we'll see him at SummerSlam. That's yeah, like possible. Like do a SummerSlam like a Bray Undertaker rematch because it looks like he's good to go. And the thing is, think about it. Even if he does the SummerSlam match, and then we don't see him again till WrestleMania, you know that's two matches a year. He gets really, really good money. Um, you know. And you stay at home the rest of the time. So, you know, it's a win-win for him. And, of course, the finale, the main event, of course, is Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns uh, for the title. And let's let's preface our comments here. The crowd, before before Roman Reigns' injury, the crowd, he was over. The crowd liked him. He would do a spear. They would go crazy. Like, they, they loved, they'd do the, ooh, whatever. They go. The crowd would be into it. Yeah. After he was gone for how many months? Like they, six they months. They forgot yeah. about him. Yeah, it, w- it wasn't long, though. It was only maybe like three months. Uh, yeah, they turned yeah. on him. They turned big. on him big time. And they didn't They didn't want him to win. It was like uh, Brian was saying, you know, now it seems like everyone that wins a Royal Rumble is getting booed, you know. And um, Roman Reigns, I, I like him, but I still think, you know, he needs to work on his mic skills. I think he oh, needs yeah. to get out of the Shield gimmick. If he's not doing yeah. it, if the Shield ever gets back together, he needs to break away from that, uh, walking yeah. through the crowd the again. Yeah, two moved on. I mean, yeah. Rollins still not Rollins has a shield like thing, but he takes the shirt off. He does. And Ambrose dresses like a hobo. <laughs> so <laughs> uh the it was a funny lunatic. 
I was about to say, no, he he dresses Hobo, lunatic, they're both the same. He's got a leather jacket on. He's got a, you know, tank top on. He doesn't dress like a hobo. He dresses like a badass. A lunatic on fringe, you know? Yeah. (laughs) The match itself, I thought, went really well. And I think uh, Brock Lesnar got up to, what, nine or ten suplexes in that match. We were all counting. Well, that's the fun thing, because not only were we counting, Paul Heyman was counting counting too. Uh, but we ha- we have to say this is probably the big the shocking most shocking WrestleMania ending that I've seen in a long time. Like we were all like, "What?" The best. Uh, so it was like they were both knocked out or both, you know, uh, resting or whatever. And all of a sudden, you hear Seth Rollins' music, and you're like, "Oh, he's gonna cash it in." He runs in there, and then you're like, "I don't know what's going to happen because we've never seen this before." A, yeah. we've never seen a cash in at WrestleMania. That's no. the first. No. Too, we never seen it happen in the middle of a match. In the middle of a match, because I was like, "Wait a minute, does that mean he has to pin Brock?" I was confused at first. I was like, and all of a sudden, it he became a triple threat. It became a triple threat because that that match was already existing. He he entered that match, became a triple threat match, and uh, Seth Rollins wins. Probably the biggest shocking ending I've seen in WrestleMania in a long time. And will there be a culmination of maybe implications of cashing it in during a match? True. Yeah. yeah tomorrow there's going to be some Raw. major backlash tomorrow. Night. M- Raw, as you guys are listening to this before Raw, uh, Raw is going to be amazing. First of all, because we all know that the post post mania Raws are always amazing, um, and uh, I, there's a lot that's going to happen in this Raw. I, yeah. I'm excited to see what happens. I want to try to watch it live when yeah. it's going on. Usually, and I watch. Poor it Jason later. got in splash zone. <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, but yeah, overall, guys, if you had a if you had a rated out of ten, what would you give this this WrestleMania? I know I'll put you guys on the spot. On paper, it looked like a four. Right. In practice, I'd say it was a nine. Yeah, I would I would give it a nine too. It's an eight point five. Very, very really solid. solid. Yep. I was sitting on about I'm gonna agree with you, looking at like a three on paper. Right. Of what and especially when they started moving stuff around, like the battle royal was off the main card. Right. This is not gonna be a good show. Yeah, like that was the thing that worried me the most. They're like uh, well, I knew it was going to be a two-hour pre-show, and I'm like, okay, they can't bullshit for two hours. But then they moved the Battle Royal. I figured they'd move, like, maybe Randy Orton, Seth Rollins to the pre-show. And I was like, I could have lived <laughs> that with that. Never but well, I was Maybe like, the Divas match. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought, like, something else would get moved, and then they moved the Battle Royal, which is one of my, uh, my favorite things. Every year, there's usually some sort of – uh, demolition Derby match, if you will. Yeah. And it used to be the Money in the Bank when they had the Money in the Bank every year at WrestleMania. And I said, well, they're not going to move the Intercontinental. That's not going to happen. But they moved the Battle Royal to the pre-show, and I'm like, shit. It's going to be a shit show. But I'll tell you what, everybody in this pay-per-view brought their A-plus yeah. game. Nobody Absolutely. came in and half The only one that it. phoned it in was Bret Hart when he was – <laughs> he was on screen. To be to be fair, Brett phones everything. In. He does. He That's does. I'm not say he was wrestling because his wrestling was second. On point. Yeah. His mic skill. Oh god. His his persona. But yeah, like I was saying, on paper, like a three. Yep. As the show went on, it just kept going up. And the crowd uh, was yeah. so into At, it. During the main event, I was sitting on a solid eight and a half. But the cash in, as simple as it was. Kind of blew my mind. Raise it up to nine and a half. Yeah, yeah easily. Like, it wasn't. Yeah. A, it wasn't a perfect ten. No, it was no, damn no. close. It was good. And I think uh, subscribers of the network really got to get their money's worth out and of it. And on top of that, you got to look because you said that at the beginning of the podcast there was a lot of people watching this. There were shareholders. There were people like, "Hey, what are they going to do with this?" And I think that they impress the shareholders. On top of that, there's people that don't have the network. 
they're going to hear about this and be like, oh, shit, now I've got to get extreme rules to see what happens. Like, yeah. I think they're going to get people who are going to buy the network now that didn't buy it before right. because of how good it was. Yeah, it was good. And, and and let's just say one more thing about Brock. I mean, now that he's officially in with WWE, yeah. the guy knows how to cut a promo. The guy, yeah. I mean, w- awesome. I mean, well, was I on think ESPN that's the one thing we that. said the, the whole match was like, is Paul Heyman going to turn? Because I thought Paul Heyman would turn just because Rollins needs a mic guy, straight up. Like, he needs somebody to cut a promo for him Rains. because he can't do it. Yeah, Rain, well, Rains. Rains needs a mic guy. Rollins oh, I'm sorry, Rollins. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. You've got, you got me, you got me. Uh, Roman Reigns needs a mic guy. Seth Rollins can do it on his own, but Reigns needs a mic guy. So I thought maybe he would turn on Brock. So now Roman Reigns got a mic guy, and it, it may still happen. We don't know, but Reigns needs a mic guy. Typically, he can't do it. typically Paul Heyman elevates people like that's every time the yeah. only person he had a little bit of a flop was on Cesaro like I don't they didn't see eye to eye just didn't well, I don't Cesaro think, that, on I think yeah. Was creative. yeah because the whole time he was talking about how good Brock was doing why he was promoting Cesaro why he was promoting Axel one like, of the main but, reasons yeah. CM Punk got so huge was because Paul Heyman Paul Heyman oh, course, really yeah. pushed him over but now on paper Punk didn't really need him but it worked out it because did. Heyman going back with Punk back when he was in uh development the only guy who fought for punk every time everybody thought he was crazy and he turned yeah. out to be one of the biggest stars they ever had right i know we're all gonna be watching the the punks um ufc debut so whenever be, that'll be whenever yeah. that'll be uh any last words for the listeners everybody well actually i'd actually have to say how about reigns uh in this match he actually did very well i think he, uh he took the best from brock and uh brought it to him too i mean like he took a lot of well that was shots yeah that was the thing is that at certain points they looked like they were they were just being they stiff were very stiff yeah especially brock right when he right at the beginning of the match he got busted open and then he got busted open again yeah he the just ring kept post. busted open so and of course this is our post WrestleMania 31 wrap up. I'd like to thank all of our special guests. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me again, guys. Brian, thank you so much. Jason, thank you. Thank you for having me. Deuce, of course, there's several ways people can find us on the internet. There are. You can find us at HH Podcast Show. Uh, of course, uh, that's on Twitter. And then, of course, you can find us, uh, you can send us an email, hhpodcastshow at gmail.com and uh, youtube.com forward slash happy hour podcast. Um, you can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher as well. Just Google happy hour podcast on those and you'll find, uh, you just search for those and you'll find us. And as always, when you're talking about the happy hour with Johnny Deuce, there's three hashtags you want to put in your social media, media of choice. choice. I always would say social machine. I don't know why. <laughs> the Twitter machine. The Twitter machine. Uh, hashtag happy Epic hour podcast. podcast. Hashtag HH Podcast Show. And as always, hashtag, hashtag deuces, deuces on the loose. loose. Later. Later.